Boom! Good morning, good morning. On today's episode, I have special guest, Amy Gerhartz. Amy is the founder and CEO of A Higher Way of Living and the Rise Up Buttercup podcast. She believes in empowering audiences to take control of their lives so they can become the best version of themselves. With a 20-plus year background in performance, along with certifications in leadership, MLP, hypnosis, and hypnotherapy, Amy understands the power of the subconscious mind and creates an easy-to-follow framework for her clients to shift their mindset and habits in order to reach their personal and professional goals. Listen in to why Amy's hidden edge of allowing herself to be messy is so critical. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I am extremely excited to have Amy Garhartz on the show. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. I'm so pumped to be here too. Thanks for having me. You are quite welcome. So let's dive in. I always love just getting right into your hidden edge. I, I love your topic. And we were talking offline about how some things were already a little bit messy today. So allowing yourself to be messy. I love that topic. Yeah. Describe what that means to you. And then I'd love a little backstory of how you kind of start leaning into that, that edge. Is that, is that classic or what? Describe what that means to you. And then boom, internet right. goes out. Right. Um, so go ahead. Cause I'll, I'll, I'll cut it and we'll uh, splice it together. But boy, is that, is that funny or what? And, and I literally you... sat there and, and the funny thing is I, I just purchased Google fiber and I'm like, I've got the right. best internet ever. Well, what right. is going on? And then all of a sudden it goes, and disconnected. Um, so would you mind asking the question one more time? So describing what being messy means to me, am I correct in that? That is correct. And then how you kind of uncovered, Hey, this is, this is something I want to lean into and really embrace in, in life. Yeah. Well, I, I am a controller by nature. So okay. when we think about leadership personalities, I I've been through some extensive leadership trainings and, and I realized that I am a promoting controller. Like I love a big picture vision, but I love having the control of life and things. And it's more of that. Let's get things done. doesn't matter how we do it. Let's just go ahead and do it. But what's interesting about that is a layer of element of control for me in my life is that, especially when you run your own business, which you know how this works, you hold everything so tightly and so close to you. And what I realized that when I was holding things so tightly to myself, I started overanalyzing every little bit of what I did every little detail. Uh, some might call this perfectionism. You know, I was very much holding everything so tightly. And I realized what was happening was it was causing me this layer of stress, this layer of anxiety. And it was self-induced, by the way. When you run your own business, you don't have anyone looking over your shoulder saying, you've got to do this today and you're not going to get paid if you don't do that you start programming this belief system that I've got to be working all of the time, or I've got to have this perfect, or it's got to be done the right way. Okay. And I started sitting back one day and I was like, what am I doing? I'm spending so much time in the planning stages versus just allowing myself to go out, 
to be messy, to let life be whatever it is, and to release the control. And so when I started learning how to release the control and releasing this idea of I need to be perfect for the things that I do, I realized there was an element of human connection that was being brought into the space of the way that I was communicating with the people around me. The more that I messed things up, the more people appreciated it. Weirdly enough, the more that I allowed myself to tell a ridiculous joke or a story that might not resonate with anyone, the more people said, oh my gosh, subconsciously, she's just like me, right? So I was able to be authentic in the way that I was presenting to people and the way that I was coaching, the way that I was performing, speaking. Uh, before I became a coach, I have a you know, 20, 30 year background in performance and being on stage and music. And when I just allowed myself to be a little bit messy, doesn't mean that I don't show up prepared, but right. it just means that I allow myself, whatever ends up happening is out of my control. I don't have to hold it so tightly anymore life became so much more enjoyable and speaking became so much more enjoyable. Coaching became so much more enjoyable. Um, I think there's a misconception in the coaching space, the corporate space, the presenter space, wherever you're at, that if you're at a certain level, you have to know everything, right? And one of the, the first things I tell my clients is I don't know everything. I know a lot and the things that I know I'm really good at, but I don't know everything. And that's the joy of life. I don't have to know everything because I can discover it and I can allow myself to be messy along the way. And with that, I actually connect with more people by the vulnerability of allowing myself to be authentic and messy. I love that. I love not knowing everything and being okay with that, right? Yeah. That's, that's that journey we're, we're all on. And I feel like so many times we want every single T crossed, every I dotted, everything just in a row. And that's mm -hmm. a way to procrastinate because you don't want to move forward in fear of not looking perfect. Right. Yeah. And, and that's so rampant. And especially, you know, as a solopreneur coach, as a business mm -hmm. owner, you can fall into that because there's nobody there to say, <laughs> You know what? Just take action. Imperfect action is so much more important. You can figure it out. And we mm -hmm. always want to see the exact route that it's going to take. And it never goes no. the way never. it's planned. So if you are listening, let's say we've got a, some, some listeners that suffer from that. I need everything to be perfect or suffer from that. Uh, just let me wait until I get this done before they move. What are some ways that you've embraced being messy? Just being authentic, being vulnerable and yeah. moving forward that they could implement? Well, first, you're not ever going to be perfect. So here's the thing. And I, and I hate to crush people's dreams out there, but even the most prepared person cannot prepare for the unexpected events of life. We Neither one of us could have prepared for my internet crashing one second into your first question, right? So life is just going to continue happening. The only thing you can do is learn how to trust yourself first. So the first thing I would say is touch base with yourself, trust who you are, trust what your message is, trust what your purpose is. The more connected you are to self, the more you're going to be connected to those around you. And understand, release this idea of perfectionism. If, we, if you and I were perfect, Jeff, life would be boring. It would be the most boring journey ever. So there's no such thing as perfect. And until you take action, you don't get clarity. 
So taking action creates clarity on what's working and what's not working. Right. And I, I, well, I remember the first, I was just telling a, someone this the other day and I don't have an actual book in front of me. I use this remarkable tablet now, which I'm not a sponsor for remarkable. If they want to sponsor me, totally great. But <laughs> when I remember, let's pretend this is a notebook, right? I a, a training manual. I remember my first coaching client ever. Uh, when I started coaching, I sat there with like my guidebook in front of me, like, okay, let me take some notes. All right. So, so this is, you know, and, and I was imperfect in the process and, and thank goodness he's a good friend of mine. And we, we chat now and, and we kind of joke about like, oh yeah, I, I was brand new. I was figuring it out. Uh, Same thing. The first time I ever played a musical performance, like I had all of my notes in front of me and I had things there and, and Granted, there, there's a there's a learning phase to that. Now I don't need a book in front of me to coach. I I trust my intuition. I trust my knowledge. But I would never have learned those lessons had I not just tried. So mm-hmm. trusting self first, and then just going for it, just allowing yourself to embrace a little bit of the fear, make the fear that you have of whatever you're doing your friend. Mm-hmm. Let it sit there. It's present. It's teaching you something about yourself, right? And just do it because once you do something, and for me, I've realized once I take just a little bit of action, it's so much easier for me to keep going. It's that first step, right? It's that first step past the fear, because I think that's another layer of procrastination and perfectionism underneath all of that. Those are just symptoms, right? Underneath it is usually fear, Uh, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of letting people down, whatever it is, um, fear of things not working out. But if you never take a step, you'll never know what, what's going to happen. And so I take a step back. And something I learned with NLP, uh, neurolinguistic programming, is to just dissociate myself emotionally from the situation. So mm-hmm. first, trust myself, take a step, take action, and then dissociate. Be an objective observer of my life. Like what's all right. I'm, I'm here on a podcast. So next, next time I do an internet test before I get on the podcast to make there sure I've been running. Right. There I don't, go. I don't need to add the layers of shame and guilt and self self beat up and all the things that might happen mentally. Uh, so I just objectively take a step back. This worked. This didn't work. Next time I do this, next time I do that. It's just learning how to not take everything so personally. And once again, not try to control everything so tightly. I, I love that. Trust yourself first. Action equals clarity, right? One of the things I love to so many times people are like ready, aim, fire and <laughs> ready, fire, aim, right? You need yeah. to fire first, then you can, can really aim. And then, yeah. you know, making things so simple and easy. I was speaking to a group this past week and I said, you need to make the first step so laughable, so easy that it's laughable that you'll do it. And to your point, once you do yeah. it once, all of a sudden you, you feel this progress, you feel that momentum and you can take another step, another step, another step. I would also say I procrastinated on starting a podcast for like two months because I was like, I'm just not ready. And then when I started, I was like, that was nothing. Like, why, why did you not? So, so yeah. many times we, we waste time because we think we need to be perfect or we think we just move and then you yeah. can adjust. And that's, that's part of the journey and that's part of the beauty of life. Right. And I think what's great about what you just said is if you start something, you can always go back and change your mind. You don't have to stay the course. I started, I've started two podcasts and both of them are on hold, 
right now. And it's not because they're not good podcasts or I don't know the direction I want to go. It's just the fact that they're on hold because I have other things I'm focusing my attention on right now. And so it's okay. It's so, so what? Like the world isn't going to end if I don't put out a podcast episode tomorrow. I'm over here working on some corporate stuff. I'm doing training with my clients. Life is going to keep going on. So you, you, like you said, you make a decision. And I love what you said about um, making the first step laughable. I might steal that, Jeff, just FYI, because okay. we're coaches. We steal things from each other all the time. But I'm going to make that first step laughable. It might be something as simple as I'm just going to open my computer today. Right. I'm just going to send one email today. Like it's so simple. Um, one of my favorite books is The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. It, those small, simple daily tasks, yep. small, simple daily tasks, the compounding effort. Right. So anyway, yeah, I love that. Awesome. You're, you're, you're welcome to, to steal that one. It's, it's Thank great. You. So yeah. <laughs> and I, I love speaking to groups and saying that because all of a sudden, what, what happens to people listening? Mm hmm. They think I can do that. And that's back to like believing in yourself and, and mm -hmm. trusting yourself is okay. If, if we can just, just get a little glimmer of hope that they can do it, all of a sudden people start taking that imperfect action. So love that piece. Let's, let's pivot into authenticity because yeah. I see it out there everywhere. Just people are reading books and then trying to coach others on things that they don't do. And I have a methodology that I'll never put somebody through something that I haven't tried on myself because that gives authenticity to coach and guide from. Yeah. How do you, you know, authenticity, what, what does that mean to you? And, and how do people lean into being, I know you mentioned the corporate space, right? A leader in the corporate space. How do they lean into being more authentic and in, in leading their groups? Yeah, for me, that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. For me, authenticity means allowing yourself to be true to self and okay. to be human. So I don't believe you can have authenticity without vulnerability. I, I believe there's a part where most people, in my experience, we don't want to be seen as, how do I, how do I say this? Going back to what we talked about before, the perfectionism, right? I've got to have everything perfect. I've got to, I've got to know everything and I've got to show everybody that I know everything. I take the opposite approach. The more I don't know, the more I get to learn, but that doesn't mean that I'm not knowledgeable at what I do. Right. So it's learning how to, the, the authenticity is learning how to be true to what's you. Now I love books, right? We, you and I are coaching. We, we didn't start where we are. We, we started right. reading the books and, and learning and translating the books, but I'm like you, I, just because something works for someone, a person A doesn't mean it's going to work for person B. And with my clients and the people that I coach, I, my only job is to show them to shine the flashlight around on some things and let them choose what works best for them. I also believe in there's, you know, this is not the best terminology for a podcast. And if you're an animal person, please don't send me hate email, but there's more than one way to skin a cat. Mm -hmm. Same thing with growing a business. Some people grow a business with their high ticket offers first, and then their you know coaching business high ticket. Some people start at low ticket. Some people start mid level. Uh, there's there's so many different ways to grow a business or grow a company, and especially within the coaching space. What I would say is that the more true and vulnerable and open and authentic you are, and with that, like you said, 
don't regurgitate information just because somebody over here says it's cool, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Make sure right. it's something you believe in, you can stand behind. I, for the longest time, and I know, my, by the way, guys, I do have ADD, so my brain bounces around very quickly. So if you have ADD like me, guess what? This is part of being authentic. This is the way my mind operates. But when I first started coaching, I never had a morning routine okay. ever. And so I would read all these books. Oh, morning routines are great. Morning routines are this. And I'm like, well, oh, maybe. I mean, I was a musician in the entertainer space for the longest time. My morning didn't used to start until noon. Now right. my morning starts at like 5 a.m. So it's a much different schedule shift. But I remember I had a lot of clients that would ask about a morning routine. And I said, you know what? I think personally, morning routines are great. But any routine is a good routine. So whether you have an evening routine or a morning routine or a lunch routine, you decide what works best for you. Right. Because it's just like in music. If I showed up every day pretending to be Beyonce, right? And I love Beyonce, right? But let's be honest, I am not Beyonce. And that's what's beautiful about life. I don't have to be Beyonce. I'm a great singer. She's a great singer. She's a phenomenal singer. I'm a good performer. She's a good performer. The more I try to be like someone else, the less I'm going to connect with people around me. So this is why authenticity is so important. We both do the same thing. I mean, granted, she's a much better dancer than I am, but we both do the same thing. We both like to sing. We both like to perform, but we have different ways of doing it. It's the same thing with coaching, running a business. You and I, Jeff, are both coaches. We have different ways that we coach, right? You might have two, two um, I don't know, uh, something, two doctors. They both work different ways. They run their practices differently. Right. So understanding that there's always going to be somebody else that might do the same thing that you do, but the authentic aspect comes in by being yourself while you're doing it and allowing yourself to embrace. And it goes back to what we said before, trusting yourself and building that relationship within yourself. Because I think the more authentic, or excuse me, the more confident you are, the more you can stand behind your perfection and imperfection, <laughs> the more that you can be authentic. And what authenticity does is it creates connection. There is no way that I would have gotten to where I did with my music career and now with my coaching business and now even leaning into the corporate space without being authentic. And it's the same thing. I know I've kind of took this on a side tangent, but you had brought up leadership, personal leadership. Leading is allowing yourself, in my experience, being a good leader is allowing yourself to be human to the people around you. I believe we as human beings become more disconnected when we become robotic. Mm -hmm. And when we lead from a place of being robotic, just like you said before, coaches that show up and just regurgitate information from a book and this is your framework, boom, 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 no emotions allowed, right? right. That's, that's not human behavior. That's not how we all connect and operate. So from a leadership standpoint, especially even within the corporate space, now granted, mind you, I have not worked in the corporate space in 15 years. I've been self-employed for that long, but I'm now doing workshops and trainings within the corporate space. There is a robotic nature that can potentially happen and take over a company where facts and figures and numbers become more important than the humans that are actually working there. And so it's still, an, you know, we, we can discuss this maybe on another podcast or over a drink sometime, 
But there's a lot of work that gets to happen across the board in every environment, I think, when it comes to leadership. And it starts with it starts with you. It starts with how are you running yourself? How are you operating yourself? Uh, how are you being responsible for your life and, and for the way that you, you know, conduct that life? So does that answer your question? It, it <laughs> does. It yeah. does. I, and I wanted to dive into to just confidence related to how do you best see building confidence? I know how I do mm -hmm. it personally. And then, you know, confidence related to messy because they're kind of, mm -hmm. you know, little bit opposites, but I can see them, them co-mingling together and, and allowing mm -hmm. yourself to be messy could give you more confidence because you know, Hey, this is life. It just happens. And, and we're moving forward. Yeah. Well, the way that I coach into confidence with my clients, I love studying the mind and I love studying the subconscious mind. Now, am I an expert at it? Nope. That's the great thing about it. There's so many facets of the mind. I have more I get to learn. Right. What I have learned, however, is the mind is just a giant information bank. So when we think about our mind, our mind, our subconscious mind houses 90 to 96% of our daily thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And that's everything that's happening under the surface. So if our minds are just a giant information bank and they're designed, our subconscious mind is designed to keep us safe, it's going to work based off of whatever our programming is, our belief systems, our memories, our emotions, our, you know, any, anything. And now here's the thing I tell my clients. Those can be serving us. They might not be serving us. There's no good or bad, right? right? It's just information. So if we think about the subconscious mind, the, the number one way to, to reprogram the subconscious mind is through repetition, doing something over and over and over and over and over again. And what's interesting is when it comes to my clients that lack confidence, which is myself and everyone else in the world, on some level, we all lack confidence in some area. Yep. It's mainly because we've developed a belief system for whatever that topic is that's told us over and over and over and over again that we either can't do it, we're not good enough, we're, we're going to fail, whatever the belief system is. And we don't really know where it comes from. I mean, through a podcast, I would never be able to identify from your clients where it comes from. This is where therapy comes into play. This is where stuff like hypnotherapy could be beneficial with uncovering some belief systems, reframing belief systems. But if your subconscious mind can be repro or can be programmed through repetition, it can be reprogrammed through repetition. Right. So what I tell my clients first and foremost, the first lesson that we ever have together is from here on out, we are removing all shame from our vocabulary. There's no more verbal shaming that gets to come into the space. I screwed that up. I messed this up. I suck. I'm not good enough. Any mm -hmm. of those things. It doesn't matter if the thoughts come, the thoughts will shift over time, but not allowing yourself to give it a voice. Right. So when we talk about that, because even if you say in jest, right? Oh my gosh, I just ate a whole pizza. I feel so fat today. Ugh. You know, your, your mind doesn't know the difference of whether or not you're joking or telling the truth. Yep. So it just collects the information. So the first step is being very conscious about the words and the language that we use specifically when we're speaking about ourselves or speaking to ourselves and communicating to ourselves. And so if someone says, oh my gosh, like you've got a habit, today sucks, life is terrible, blah, blah, blah. All right, today's challenging. I'm going to learn some things today. 
I'm going to be pushed out of my comfort zone today. It's a switch of the language, right? Now, here's the thing. I had a client once that, um, and, and a lot of my female clients, similar to me, I struggled for many, many years. This is why I got into this work with my body image, with looking in the mirror. I would shame myself constantly, tell myself I was fat or ugly or all these things. And when I started my journey back in 2015 or the end of 2015 or like 2016, when I started my journey, this is how I did it. I no longer allowed any language to come out of my mouth. And I would start telling myself, I am beautiful. I am strong. I am this. Now it feels silly if you're somebody listening to this and you've never done this before and you're like, whatever, affirmations don't work. They actually do, believe it or not, because it's the repetition it feels silly at first. And I have had a client and I told myself every day, I was like, I am beautiful. I am beautiful. I am beautiful. And I had a client once that struggled with the similar struggles that I had with body image and self-shaming. And the first lesson I said, what if we just practice? What if we just Mm -hmm. played around this week? Right. You just said one word to yourself every day, like you're strong, you are beautiful, whatever you want. You just pick something, right. Just experiment. And she came to me about a week later and she said, you know what? This feels stupid, but I think it's working. (laughs) She said, because I just realized I woke in mirror and I'm like, okay, I don't feel as bad in my clothes today. I don't feel as this. And this is the power of our language. And sometimes it's just taking that step with the confidence. If you have people that are listening to this, that struggle with their confidence, I am capable. I am capable. I am capable. I can figure this out. If you don't believe that you're capable yet, but you believe that you can figure it out, start with that type of language. I can figure this out. I can figure this out. I can figure this out. Whatever it is, start somewhere. But just like a diet, I mean, you've got a background in health and fitness and wellness, right? Just like a diet, you're not going to clean out your entire cabinets and fridge overnight and then all of a sudden have a new lifestyle, right? You start small, small, simple daily tasks. It's the same thing with your confidence. And I would also say if you could, and this is probably another layer to add on after we start fixing and, and correcting the language, but if you could give yourself little wins, little things that you know you can do. You know, tiny, tiny things. Like you said, the the simplest, easiest, laughable task to encourage that confidence. And the more you do it, the more the subconscious mind will start reprogramming around that. And the confidence will come as a result. I am confident that I can figure anything out. Doesn't mean I don't ever lack confidence. It doesn't mean that I don't ever have moments where I'm like sitting in a meeting with like, you know, 20 executives of a company, well, of different companies and feeling like, oh crap, the, what, what's a P&L statement? Like, you know, <laughs> and granted, I know what that is now, but it doesn't mean there aren't ever times I feel insecure or I, mm-hmm. I don't have to encourage myself in the confidence. But the person you see today on this podcast has been doing the work for seven years now, almost eight mm-hmm. years. So allow yourself, the listeners, allow yourself a little bit of grace Uh, a little bit of um, wiggle room to figure it out along the way and, and hire coaches like Jeff, you know, hire people in your corner uh, or even myself that are going to believe in you and encourage you through that journey too. I I love the power of language and how we speak out into the universe. And Mm -hmm. to your point, the mind doesn't know if it's correct or not. So if you are feeding it, 
and I do it every single day. I'm very aware of my sons when they'll say, I'm so stupid or I suck at yeah. like, oh, hold on a whoa, second. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Do not say that. And then they'll look at me like, I know dad, like I haven't done this yet or I'm moving towards this. So it's just, it is such a powerful thing that you can implement. Mm-hmm on a daily basis. And to your point, repetition, right? Over and over again, it just, it brings this lightness. I love the example of like your, your client walking, you know, saying it's stupid, but it's working. I feel lighter when I look in the mirror and sometimes we need to do stupid stuff because it actually works. Right. And it's, it's so incredibly powerful that narrative we have and how we feed that positive dog, that positive wolf in our minds and, and just continue to reprogram what's, what's in there. So, so incredible. Yeah, I love that. You're absolutely yeah. right. And I think yeah. they, that's the other thing too. We are harder on ourselves, I've found, as human beings than we are on anyone else around us. Yep. So when we go back to the authenticity piece, when we go back to letting it be messy, when we talk about this, let this whole process be messy. Allow yourself to be a little kid again. Allow yourself to do silly things. Allow yourself to think a little bit outside of the box and say, you know what? I got X many years left in my life. Maybe, right? Maybe none of us really know how many years we have left. I'm aiming for a hundred. So let's say I'm 40 now. I've got 60 years left of my life. What's one week, right? What's one week. I'm going to allow myself to be a little silly for a week and then maybe two weeks and then maybe three weeks just to see, just to experiment. So many times we get so hard headed And so determined that our way is the only way, right? No, no, no. I've been doing this for so long. There's no other possible way of doing it. Well, you'll never know if you don't try. So. Yep. So, so true. Amy, I've loved the, uh, love the conversation. Where can people find you if they want to look you up, connect with you? Absolutely. So my business is called A Higher Way of Living. You can find me at ahigherwayofliving.com. If you want to email me, we just got some new business emails because I was working off of amygerhards.com before, uh, which all feed into the same place. But you can email me at amy at ahigherwayofliving.com. And we are actually about to be launching some new programs and for not just the individual, but for the entrepreneur and for the corporate space as well, too. So if anyone's just interested in having a conversation, by all means, just shoot me an email. I'm also all over social media. I'm probably the only Amy Gerhards that is doing this work. Uh, So (laughs) if you can't find me, you're probably spelling my name wrong. Um, But yeah, I would I would love to chat with anyone at any time. Um, about anything. This is stuff that I I'm very passionate about, just like you, Jeff and making a difference in people's lives is, is first and foremost at the front of everything that I do. Love it. Amy, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat, get after it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your hidden edge podcast. You are now part of the movement part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.